Breaking news from The Athletic. Hey, everybody. This is Mark Carrig and Tim Breton with The Athletic. Um, we are joining you today because we've got some news. The New York Mets sale has officially been approved by the owners uh, to Steve Cohen, who is now the uh, new steward of the team. And I guess the Wolpon era is over with. And so, uh, Tim, what, what is that like to sort of process at this moment? You know, we've had probably just about 11 months to start to process this information since, you know, that day last December when this first seemed like a, a real possibility uh, with that initial deal between the Wilpons and Cohen. There's been a lot of tumult along the way. The deal fell apart. It seemed like, you know, the Wilpons would never sell it to Steve Cohen, even when he was, uh, for most of the process, the most logical buyer of the team. Uh, but then things came back together uh, over the course of the summer for them to, to come to terms in this agreement. And it's, you know, I think for Mets fans, there's kind of different waves of good news with this. There's, number one, the good news that the Wilpons no longer own the team. Uh, given what's happened uh, with their kind of day-to-day -day meddling that, that I don't need to tell anyone about. You know that as well as anyone. Uh, the way they've run the franchise since the Madoff scandal. And then there's the number two. You've got, you now have the richest owner in the major leagues in Steve Cohen, a guy who has a lifelong Mets fandom. So you would think would be to would be devoted to the team uh, and, and improving its competitive state uh, more so than than just, you know, uh, owner X or whatever. Uh, and then you've got Steve Cohen is taking ownership at this specific time uh, economically in the sport where you've got 29 other owners who have gone through the financial hit of a shortened 2020 season. Steve Cohen hasn't. His, his net worth's gone up since the start of the pandemic. Uh, and he's coming in at a time when there's a lot of talent available, both in terms of players and executives on the open market and a time when having that financial advantage could be uh, wielded maybe more so than any other point in the sport. And, uh, and, and just as we started talking, Tim, Mayor de Blasio of New York has just tweeted that he has no objections with the sales. So that appears to be the last bizarre hurdle to be cleared in all of this, too. You know, uh, yeah, it's I don't think it's an exaggeration. And correct me if I'm wrong, but in, in the history of this franchise, this long, colorful history, this is probably one of the biggest days when we talk about meddling. Uh, and the daily operations and, and all that with the Will Pond, it almost undersells what has been a very toxic mode of managing this franchise uh, has been, that, that they have sort of perpetrated here. I, I think beyond just being meddlesome in baseball moves, uh, they have created an environment there for years in which people did not want to work. I think you could feel it amongst the players. You could feel it amongst the coaches. You could feel it amongst the people that worked in the office. And they did it because they're petty, because they're insecure, because at points they've been bullies. Uh, they've done it because, uh, you know, they, they could do it, frankly. They were unchallenged. They owned the joint and they could do whatever the hell they wanted. And you either put up with it or you didn't work there. Moving forward, I'm curious, uh, how, how much do you think Cohen will actually spend? Like, do you, do you think that um, you know, he's, he's going to get pressure to not go crazy from the other owners? How do you think he handles that? Yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting. Just going back to how landmark a day it is. So many stories that, that you wrote for a while that I've written the last couple of years 
have that sentence like, you know, it all starts at the top with ownership. And we see that throughout the sport and, and the Mets, know, you know, we, we don't have to write that when something goes wrong about the, with the Mets going forward necessarily, uh, that it just goes back to, to what happens at the top. In terms of spending this offseason, you know, they've got a lot of money coming off the books as is. Like they've got, they can spend $50 million to get back to where the payroll, or, or sorry, $40 million to get back to where the payroll was at the start of last season. And even that compared to the rest of the sport is going to seem somewhat extravagant. You know, they've got $75 million underneath the competitive balance tax. So they've got a lot of room to spend that isn't kind of going crazy the way I think someone, some people might describe uh, spending crazily as. So I expect him to be aggressive. I think the more financial investment will be made in kind of the hidden aspects of the organization, you know, the infrastructure that we talk about. Uh, in terms of upping maybe the number of people in the front office, especially at a time when teams are cutting back in that area. So I think that's where his biggest initial impact might be. But, you know, we can talk about the Mets being in on guys like JT Real Muto and Trevor Bauer and George Springer uh, and, and signing one of one or maybe two of top tier free agents in a way that, you know, we haven't been able to talk about in a long time. Yeah, I think. You know, more. I think you you brought up a point right there. Probably even more important than than you know getting lost in, in the big names that could get tied to New York and the Mets specifically is that um, the the back of house operation, right? Like they, you're talking about player development, coaching, uh, executive staff, you know, people in the front office, you know, analysts, whatever. Uh, you know, you'd classify as sort of that. That infrastructure, I, I agree with you. I think that's where the biggest short-term, you know, impact could be made. Aside from just obviously bringing great players in, um, just because it feels like the Mets have always had so much room to go there, then um, you never got a sense that they were ever in front of that stuff, much less even at league average. So, um, and a lot of that had to do with, I guess, some of the culture that we saw kind of arise from, again, like poor ownership, poor stewardship, um, you know, people that clearly didn't care about the fans. And so I'll be curious to see how Steve Cohen kind of translates that. Like he says he cares about the fans, like he's a lifelong fan himself. Um, you know, he just released a statement here talking about, um, you know, reversing the salary cuts that the Mets made for employees in March. Um, so like, that's, that's a pretty encouraging first sign. Uh, and has also got some items in here talking about donations specifically that he's going to make, uh, to the city, um, you know, through the Met Foundation. So I think he's got clearly a sense here of, um, trying to get off to a great start, trying to make something of this. Um, I think it's going to be fascinating to watch. Yeah, I mean, he, he clearly has the fan base's enthusiastic support at the start. Uh, you know, the, that doesn't always persist forever, but uh, the, the goal is to make it last as long as possible here. What do you, how would you put a bow on this era, Tim? Like, you, you, you caught the end of it. Like, uh, how will the Wilpon era of the Mets be remembered? Um, you know, missed opportunity. Uh, bungling like you look at 
what this team should have been. I, I think in, in particular these last five years, the core that they had in place in 2015, especially from the pitching side of things when they went to the World Series, and how they could have expanded upon that to be a competitive team year in and year out uh, in the National League East and in the National League. Uh, and they were not able to do that for, for a variety of reasons, uh, but they just did not have the investment from the top. You know, again, going back to it starts at the top uh, to make that team the sustainable winner that it could have been. That could have been the start of another time like the 1980s where the Mets were uh, as good as anyone in their division for an extended period of time. Uh, and they missed that opportunity. And I think it, it again, goes back to the top. Yeah, no, it's, uh, you know, this is the end of an era of just straight up failure. I think. Um, and that sounds harsh, except when you look at what they could have been, as you referenced there, when you look at the constant barrage of PR nightmares that they endured, um, how they have screwed up in every which way you could possibly conceive of. And then on top of that, to have the gall to hide and never speak to your fans, to never show any ability to show, to have accountability for your poor decisions and actions. And then on top of that, to basically put it on everybody else that has passed through your orbit and then to trash them on the way out the door. Um, I think given all of that, uh, th their era, the Wilpon era of the Mets is really an era of failure. And I don't know, I don't think anybody knows what Steve Cohen is going to be as an owner, right? Like you, he, we know what he's worth. That is not a guarantee that He's going to go and, and, and do everything that fans want him to do. And I, and I think that's an important thing to note. Like at the end of the day, what people know is that he's not the Wilpons. And for a lot of folks, that's good enough. And I get that. So I, I think right away, there is a referendum on this guy to kind of see what he's all about, right? You've got a market where you can make some noise. He's in position where he can make some noise. Will he? And I, I think that's what we're going to find out here moving forward. Go to the Athletics New Headlines section for much more on this story. To get access to all of the Athletics' great sports content, visit theathletic.com slash headline pod, where you can join for just $1 per month.